Laura, I just realized in all of these episodes of Doe Dynasty, we have failed to acknowledge perhaps the most important person in the whole pizza story. What? Who? The pizza driver. Oh, of course. How else would the hot, steamy pizza get to our doors? The most critical piece of the pie. The person who gets it to your face. Yes. This is a Doe Dynasty extra cheese. I'm April Bear. And I'm Laura Weber Davis. Today, we'll hear tales from the trails of delivery guys. You know the stereotype. Dude with a mustache or goatee t-shirt, jeans, probably high, right? Mm -hmm. The guy who makes this thing happen on your busy weeknight. For today's story, we have an inside source. Producer Mike Blank, the OG pizza delivery guy on this Doe Dynasty team. Yo, yo! Mike! Mike! Hey! Will you divulge which of the big Michigan pizza titans was your liege during those years? Uh, no. Okay, then. (laughs) That's okay. It's okay. (laughs) Names will be changed to protect the innocent. Does this mean, Mike, that you saw a little different side of humanity while you were delivering pizzas? Yeah. The best and worst of humanity. And all your private lives as well. You know, unlike servers at a restaurant, we drivers see behind your closed door. And like vampires, we have to be invited in. (laughs) And I'm telling you, every driver out there has many tales of crazy pizza delivery stories. You're at the mercy of the calls coming in. The number was 173, and I finished that early morning at 175. The building was packed, and uh, it was just so many people, and they were, like, hugging each other and crying. Like, I get f***ed with plenty by people going places just because I'm brown and I travel in America. A woman answered the door basically in lingerie, asked me to step in and then spent way too much time walking around her living room, looking in all sorts of places for change. <laughs> so today I'm going to deliver hell, a few slices <laughs> of delivery life. And these stories are some of the most tame I've heard, or at least that we could put on the podcast. Mm. And it all starts with getting the call. Pizza place. This is Mike. How can I help you? In a former life, I was a pizza delivery driver in Michigan during the last years before cell phones. Today, I'm going to share my story of the longest delivery ever. And I'm not talking distance, but rather how pizza drivers measure distance. Time. The pizza delivering process should be easy. Just a simple five-step process. Step one, you order the pizza. Step two, pizza is made. Step three, pizza is driven to your location. Step four, you pay for the pizza. Step five, you eat the pizza. Easy smeezy. However, on one mid-fall evening in 2003, a delivery to a middle school janitor required many, many more steps to complete the process. Having taken the first three steps in arriving at the school, I hit a roadblock. No customer to be found. But I'm determined, so I begin to improvise some steps. Step four, check if the school door is unlocked. It is! Step five, start walking around empty school at night. Step six, start shouting, PIZZA! Step seven, look for a payphone to call your customer. Step eight. 
Flash hallway Step nine. Go back to the door you came in through in hopes of the customer. Step being 17. There. Start walking around. This is going to take a while, so let me speed things up a bit. Step 56. Follow customer to party stores so they can break a hundred to pay you. While there, watch customer shop aisle by aisle as the store clerk informs you they can't break a hundred because they just started their shift. Listen into debate between clerk and your customer about breaking the hundred before clerk concedes. Then watch customer go back to shopping aisle by aisle before buying a single bag of 99 cent chips. Step 57. Receive money for pizza, but with no tip. Get into staring contests with customer. Break cardinal rule of the service industry and directly ask for tips, citing the fact it took over 40 minutes to get paid since the delivery of the pizza. And then receive a dollar tip while being admonished for being so inconsiderate. Mike, I can't believe that after all that time... You got into a staring contest over a dollar tip. <laughs> I know. I know. But, you know, it could have been much worse. I talked to my former coworker and buddy, Nick, whose week was already going bad because of the passing of his beloved dog. And then he took a delivery, which can only be defined as brutal. This was probably about 16 years ago. Dating a girl at the time, and we had been together for maybe four years on this particular morning, I remember it was a Saturday morning, and I had taken a couple deliveries, and I had called her a couple times, and she hadn't answered, which was not normal for, like, getting to be, like, late morning, and she wasn't answering the phone. So I was on a delivery in her neighborhood just a few doors down, so I figured I'd stop by and see uh, what was going on. So <laughs> so I did, well, I did the delivery first, and then I went over to her place, and I noticed a car... Not in her driveway, but like she had a little parking lot behind her house. Well, it was a trailer park. Nobody ever parked back there, but there was a car back there and I thought that was kind of strange, but I like knocked on the door and like she didn't come to the door. So I went around to her bedroom window. The first thing I see is a naked guy, like through the window, the blinds weren't down or anything. And she's on the other side of him. I was just like shocked. I, I banged on the window. She finally like turned her head up and looked at me and she's like, what the f are you doing? And I'm like, who the f is that? Like, I lost my temper, challenged the guy to a fight and uh, <laughs> like, you know, what are you doing with my, which is so silly when I look back on it. But yeah, anyway, I called the guy out and uh, he came outside. He was about the same size as me. I had been in probably four or five fights and I guess I had the confidence that I knew what I was doing enough to do this. And and I had rage behind me, too. So this guy comes out. Well, he had to put his pants on. And he comes outside. We square up. All I remember is like, well, I tried to box with him first. I got hit, so I tried to go for like a takedown and just got like thrown like eight feet across the yard. And this guy ended up on top of me, just lighting me up. And I'm like, okay, I lost this fight really fast. I found out later on that this guy was a MMA fighter. 
my face was bleeding. I had some bumps and bruises. It was very clear that I was in a fight. I tried to go back to the store. Like, yeah, he basically sent me home in the delivery car. Like, the, the owner of the store at the time would, like, let drivers take the car home sometimes. It wasn't my car, but I used it all the time. The owner called me, and he's like, you know, Nick, you know, I think this time it was too much. So dog died, caught the girlfriend cheating, got beat up, got fired, lost my car. So that was a bummer. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, delivery guy Nick, walking country music song. Yeah, but let's talk about some pizza-driving cliches. What top cliches come to your guys' mind? Mm, Like the hot box? Eh, Close. Uh, Smelly car? Closer. Laura. What? Marijuana. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. Yes, cannabis. (laughs) And I talked to a former driver who made special deliveries with a certain kind of product alongside his pizzas. And you might be surprised just how high up in Michigan these deliveries went. And that story will be delivered when we return. I'm Eric. First off, this is more of a story about Bob. He was quite a character. So I ended up helping him out in his deliveries by taking deliveries, not disguised as pizza deliveries, but with pizza deliveries. At some point, Bob's like, hey, I'll throw you an eighth or whatever. Can you take this with the order? And here's the name. Doctors down to cleaning crew to security to nurses. So Bob was everybody's friend and everybody's weed dealer on the side. There didn't even need to be acknowledgement of what was going on. It always went with a legitimate pizza order. And you get two boxes. It it was kind of routine. And it was the same thing in the Capitol. Had a lot of regular... Customers there, you know, state legislators, aides, staff, security. And then, yeah, he had me take a few of the extra boxes to there. And one of the first ones was to the Capitol Police. There was usually just no acknowledgement or just kind of a proverbial <laughs> wink and nod. And always big smiles. Like, these, these people... Tons of resources and position and connections. Being really, really excited to get what in hindsight was just absolute garbage, compacted, terrible ditch weed. (laughs) For what I know were absolutely, by today's standards, horrible prices. (laughs) But always just all smiles when I'd show up. And then the only time it got a little awkward, and in this case it was a state senator, and I walked in and we knew each other. (laughs) Of course, I don't want to 
I would never give out his name, but just for extra irony, he's a Republican lawmaker. <laughs> well, wouldn't be the first time a lawmaker got twisted up in that business, <laughs> right? You think that's a complicated situation? I got a story for you. Okay. This one takes us to the rural winter roads in Michigan, where pizza delivery can really be challenging. So I was working for this place called Justin Time Pizza. My name is Justin, and the owner's name, Justin. So yeah, Justin Time Pizza. So little backstory: I hadn't had a car in a while. That was one of the reasons why I didn't have a job, because when you live out where I lived, out in the Irish Hills, if you don't have a car, then you don't have a job because there's nowhere within miles of where you live. So this one was real special because it only cost $100, and it was a Mercury Zephyr. You know, and then once I got it, I was ready. I was like, I'm going to get a job so I can have some money and got a job at just-in-time pizza, delivering pizzas. I'm like, all right, I'm going to drive this $100 car into the ground because that's what we did. I knew that that's what I was going to do because you buy beaters and you run them into the ground. This is in the 90s, man. You know, like, that's what you do. I was delivering this pizza. The weather was really bad. It was snowing a lot. You know, there were several inches on the ground. And my car, though a boat, and though weighed a lot, it was a rear-wheel drive and just terrible control, you know, and also I was a young driver and I was on a dirt road. If it's not farm field, it's woods, you know. So I slid off the road into a ditch. And, you know, had this customer's two large pizzas and breadsticks and whatever else they had, you know, and I was like, damn, stupid Mercury Zephyr got me stuck in the snow. So anyways, I was there for a while, no cell phone, because again, it's the 90s, and it's like, what do I do? You know, like, what should I do? And the address was not far. Well, it didn't seem far, because I saw, <laughs> I saw, I saw the mailbox of the house that was not too far away from where I was and I think it was like only like maybe 10 numbers away from the other one so I'm like okay I just figured that was probably like the next five residents down which it was but you know each residence is separated by like I don't even know like a quarter mile half a mile each I don't know but I got maybe uh, two mailboxes down and this larger vehicle, I could tell it was a truck, and it had like a plow on it and it was plowing some. This guy pulls up and he looks at me and I'm, and I'm holding these pizzas in my hand and he's like, he's like, one of them's a large pepperoni and the other one's a large mushroom with green pepper and, and some breadsticks, right? And he's like, for Johnson. And I was like, yeah, yep, he's like, yeah. He's like, I figured you're probably in a ditch somewhere. After it was about an hour and you weren't coming, I figured you're in a ditch. So I thought I'd come, come, come get you and get my pizza. My family's hungry. <laughs> he, he had a chain on his truck and he pulled me out of the ditch and tipped me. He gave me like, like a $30 tip. So it was more than the bill. It was more than the bill of the pizza. 
and he pulled me out of the, out of the snow. Told me have a nice night, and he went home and fed his family with the pizza. It was probably pretty cold. Wow, Mike. Sounds like you should have run yourself right into the ditch so you could have gotten a better tip than you did from that lady. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I didn't think about that, but you're right. <laughs> and the funny thing is, my buddy O'Neill, the guy who just drove his car into the ditch, he was with me during the longest delivery ever. He worked with me, and I was giving him a ride home. And here's what he remembers. You came back. God, I forgot about that. You came back like two or three times. You're like, I don't know what's going on. I remember your reaction more than anything. I just remember you're like, Come on, man! Seriously? Okay, Mike, here I thought delivering pizzas was just about having pizza scent baked right into your car seats and free slices of pizza. I think that this actually brings us to an important truth of the pizzaverse. You do not know what pizza people have done to get that cardboard box onto your table. Mm. Show some humanity. Tip and tip generously. Yes. I mean, it might be you in the ditch next time. Mike, thanks for serving these up. My pleasure. You have been listening to this Doe Dynasty Extra Cheese in our limited run podcast series from Michigan Radio. I'm April Bear, mushroom and pepperoni on thin crust. And I'm Laura Weber Davis, pineapple Detroit style deep dish delivered to my door with ranch every time. This episode was produced by Mike Blank. Other producers on this podcast are Ronia Kavansag, Mercedes Mejia, and April Van Buren. Wait, Mike, what's your favorite pizza? I love me some pineapple and ham. Yes, Mike! Make Mayan a Hawaiian. (laughs) (laughs) Our podcast editor has been, as always, Rachel Ishikawa. Our web team is Jody Westrick and Paulette Parker with help from Emma Winowicki. Special thanks to Pizza Consigliere Holly Eaton and to Tessa Crash, Kate Weiser, and Olivia Moradian. Music for today's episode comes from battleofthebits.com. Doe Dynasty also has a newsletter where you can get exclusive pizza-related content and more fun stuff. Sign up at michiganradio.org slash dough.